Welcome back to Radio Entrepreneurs. I'm Jonathan Friedman, and our next guest needs no introduction. Mark Furman, director of Tarlow Breed Hart and Rogers. Always a pleasure to have you on Radio Entrepreneurs. Great to be here, Jonathan. Always a pleasure to see you. So a lot going on in the world, a lot going on in uh, the business uh, realm, and uh, you always want to give our listeners something to think about as business owners, as entrepreneurs, as business people. Uh, what are we seeing uh, that we should be concerned about in the marketplace? So the world is reopening, thankfully, and uh, I think this is a good time for business owners to uh, take stock of uh, what I call risk. Um, risk, uh, you know, I think it's a great time to look at their uh, insurance coverages, things that are covered and what are the holes in their coverage and uh, what would be the cost of filling some of those holes. And uh, it's, it's important to anticipate uh, bad stuff that can happen. Um, you know, entrepreneurs are very uh, focused on uh, making their company successful. And uh, occasionally uh, they forget to kind of look at the downside. So let me, let me just give one example, relatively inexpensive coverages that are available for employment practices insurance. So in the event there was a claim of discrimination or, um, you know, harassment, you may get coverage through those relatively inexpensive, as I say, and very important. Keep in mind that um, the Massachusetts Commission against discrimination has issued uh, awards of substantial six figures for emotional distress damages. So um, employees can recover not only for lost wages and attorney's fees, but uh, emotional distress damages. And another benefit of these policies is of course, um, ensuring the cost of defense so even when there's a meritless case, uh, as you know, Jonathan, the costs of defense are enormous. And they can, to have, they can rise very quickly. They can. And uh, so cover your downside would be my, my message. Uh, you know, it's interesting, I've had, it's interesting, Mark, that you bring it up at this time, because I would imagine a lot of businesses probably as they went through, you know, a little downturn at the beginning of the pandemic, probably cut costs and, and looked at insurance policies and employment practices and probably said, ha, ah, what do we need that for? We're not seeing employees. We're not interacting with them as much as, as we did. We're not certainly seeing them in a traditional sense. Um, and I would imagine a lot of businesses as they look to cut costs, probably cut insurance policies. So, you know, they I think do. It's, and that's wise to sort of look at that and say, well, where are we at today versus uh, where we were through through the pandemic? So interesting right. timing. And I think, you know, there are new employment law issues that have arisen as a result of the pandemic. You know, we're going to have situations where people don't want to be vaccinated and employers decide they have to be vaccinated if they're going to work from the office and people are gonna raise religious objections. They're gonna raise um, health reasons not to take the vaccine. And, uh, and they're just gonna have a philosophy against vaccines in general. And so it's, 
this is a lot of new ground. We have a United States Supreme Court that's very sensitive to religious liberty issues and has struck down many uh, rules as they relate to um, religious practices over the last year during the pandemic. So I just see this as a, uh, a, a place where there is increased risk for claims, which is why I, I mention it. And uh, I think there's a lot of bang for the buck companies get from that. You know, I've seen in prior um, circumstance where maybe there are recessions that as employers look to cut costs and they focus on insurance. And, and so, you know, I had cases where manufacturers, for example, uh, cut out product liability coverage mm. and then a catastrophic injury or death occurs and they don't have any coverage for it uh, because it's based upon uh, it would be covered by a product liability pol policy. So, you know, so I think a good a good message that you point out, Mark, is sort of to go through that checklist of insurance that you may have historically had and uh, through the pandemic may have cut either either eliminated or cut back on and and establish, you know, do a full review and establish whether or not your coverages are, are adequate for where your business is at today. Right. And business owners are not going to dissect, you know, these very long policies, but they need to have uh, a insurance advisor who is not just a seller of insurance, but who analyzes the coverage, understands the holes, talks to the, the owner about the holes, so that a decision can be made about what risks the company's willing to bear. But you don't want to bear a risk that is going to destroy what you've spent years, if not decades, building. And, um, you know, death claims are an example of, uh, or catastrophic injury claims are an example of, you know, claims that can really, um, bankrupt the company if they're not adequately insured. And in a time of uh, decreased revenue and challenges, particularly in certain sectors, hospitality, retail, um, an emotional distress award with back pay, front pay, attorney's fees, it gets you in the seven figure range can be uh, terrible for companies. And some of the employment laws, um, you know, you don't end up with a corporate shield, meaning the owner can be personally liable for certain under certain employment laws, such as the Wage Act, which requires mandatory triple damages and, and attorney's fees and personal liability as well as corporate liability. So I don't want to pour cold water on growth and the excitement of building a business, but step back and just consider, you know, your downside and whether you're adequately protected. Um, so another- always, always a good suggestion and insurance always seems like a lousy investment until you need to use it. Exactly, exactly. Um, so uh, another issue is, you know, maybe take a look at 
terms and conditions under which you sell products or buy products. Um, this is another really overlooked area because people assume everything is just boilerplate, but it's not. It decides, it determines, uh, you know, with, let's say you buy a product, you have your terms and conditions and the seller has their terms and conditions. Which one controls? Well, you know, there's a gazillion cases about how all that works and companies don't, smaller companies typically don't pay attention to that. But those terms and conditions and which ones control determine in the event there's a problem, how it gets resolved, arbitration or litigation. They can include waiver of jury trials. Uh, it can decide whether you're gonna, if you're in Massachusetts, you're gonna have to litigate in California or Arkansas instead of in Boston. And uh, it, they're gonna decide which law applies and the law is not the same in all 50 states. So it's worth, this is, a, this is an area where lawyers can help taking a look at, you know, talking to them about your business, the risks, again, the risks, and whether there's anything that can be done in terms of terms and conditions. I see terms and conditions that were uh, put in place around the time a company started or within a year or two after. Now it's 25 years later and they're operating on the same terms and conditions. And they haven't done a revisit. They haven't done an analysis no. of where they're at. And, and I think so, it's a really good point in, in light of the pandemic as well, as people may have shifted their marketplaces, their geographies may have changed. They may be selling to clients that they weren't current, prior, prior to the pandemic selling to. So always, always sage advice, always good guidance, Mark. Uh, you know, you always bring us something topical and, and something that business owners can use very practically speaking. Um, Mark Furman, if people want to get in touch with you and discuss, you know, how they might mitigate risk and various uh, contracts and agreements that they have in place, what's the best way for people to reach out to you and to, to, to make sure that you're on the team? I can be reached at 617-218-2025. That's my direct line or at mfurman, F-U-R-M-A-N, at tbhr-law.com. Mark Furman, Tarlow Breed, Hart and Rogers, always great to have you on Radio Entrepreneurs. Always great to get your insights and uh, get you thinking about what entrepreneurs and business owners ought to look at. And we appreciate your time today on Radio Entrepreneurs. Nice to be with you, Jonathan. And we'll be right back with another segment on Radio Entrepreneurs.